These next few weeks, we'll be celebrating some special celebrations for us as Catholics. Um, today, we celebrate the Ascension, of course. Next week, we'll be doing Pentecost. Then it's Trinity Sunday and then Corpus Christi. So we have a lot of big events coming. And each, each of them has a way in which it helps us ponder and, and revel in the greatness of God uh, and how God wants to be close to us. In each of these celebrations, we are given the opportunity to reflect on the different aspects of our relationship with God. So today, as we're pondering and considering the ascension of Jesus into heaven, it's not simply that Jesus left and, and kind of said, well, good luck, I uh, hope you do well, and uh, off you go now. So there was more to it than that, right? He, he ascends to heaven to, to assist us. And now our human, our human nature is being honored at the right hand of God the Father. So because Jesus has taken on flesh and is both human and divine nature, he has elevated our standing. We are sharing with him a new and honored place and a new honored dignity. Now this is something we should rejoice in. It, uh, God has raised us up from a merely sinful earthly creature to now having the capability of sharing the life of heaven. He has given us an honored place for all eternity. What was set in motion by the incarnation when Jesus took on flesh, when he be became one of us, a human person, he has now matured into the reality of our human nature, being honored and glorified at the right hand of God the Father in a new way. So, by Jesus taking on our human nature and raising, us, raising it to heaven, we are now having the possibility of sharing this divine life in a new and intimate way. And that's, that's a really exciting thing. Uh, but it's, it offers us a gift that we should reflect on. And it's hard to imagine, I think, and fully comprehend what this means for us, right? Because... You know, it's, it's an incredible gift, yes, but one that we will appreciate, I think, more in heaven than we will here. Think of someone who owned maybe Apple stock back in the 1980s when it just was getting going. And if they had sold it off saying, eh, this isn't going to go anywhere, you know. Gosh, I, I, I would think they would look at it now and go, wow, I wish I would have held on to that, right? So in, in some sense, this sharing in God's life is kind of like that for us as Christians, it, right, right here, right now, it doesn't always have a lot of like value, it seems. We can look at it and say, gosh, this actually causes a lot of problems for me to be a Christian. But after we die, that stock goes way up, right? So it's something we can invest in, and hopefully we, we start to understand that. So in a similar way, the ascension is a sort of way in which it helps us to think about this investment that God has put into us, and are we going to hold on to that? Are we going to live this life with him? Are we going to choose to receive that gift or not? So granted, uh, because we don't see this difference right now, it's hard to celebrate, right? This is a hard feast to celebrate because it's like, well, what are we celebrating? Jesus left. Why are we happy about that? Why would have been better if he would have stayed here, right? So sometimes we think of it in that way. Um, we aren't seeing the effects right now. And, and in reality, the ascension has made our future existence much more incredible, much greater. Another aspect of this is that we now have a fellow human being, Jesus, as a man, who calls himself our friend and our brother. And he is there interceding for us at the right hand of the Father. Now again, that kind of seems a little cerebral, seems like a nice idea, um, a hypothetical idea, and it may seem strange to us or a distant concept. But in fact, it's something we can draw upon even now. We can ask Jesus for prayers, we can ask for um, support, and we ask for his grace. And he really responds to our prayers. Now, 
Something which results from these, this elevated status as a human person is that we should have a renewed awareness of our own human dignity, right? And uh, that's something I think as Catholics we try to strive to have that awareness, but it's hard, it's difficult. Each one of us is capable of sharing eternal life with the Blessed Trinity. Wow, that's incredible. And each person should be treated with the dignity which God gives. Thus we have to renew our call to try and love our fellow human beings, as difficult as that is at times. As Christians, we're called to do our very best, our very best, to uphold the human dignity of each person. And that is difficult, isn't it? It's challenging, isn't it? Especially in times like right now where we look around and say, man, there's a lot of people and they just don't make me happy and I don't like what they're doing and I don't like the decisions they're making. So it is difficult. It's easy to make a judgment on another person, to use our words or our actions to trample on their dignity, to reduce them to something lower. We can do this with ourselves. We can do this with our enemies. We can even do it with our loved ones at times. So here at the Mass, we receive the body and blood of Jesus. We have the chance to commune with God, to speak with Him, and perhaps many of you talk to God every day throughout the week. But I just want to invite us today to ask for the grace to remain and reimagine our relationship with other people, to have that awareness, to ask for the grace to renew ourselves in that awareness of our human dignity that we all share. Let's ask for the grace to lay aside hatred. Let's be asking the Lord to help us let go of cynicism, uh, which can hurt all of us. God is the one who can change hearts, right? He's the one who can help us. And so today, it's a great day to celebrate. And I invite us as brothers and sisters in the Lord to ask for that change of heart, that the Lord would change our hearts, to open the hearts of our fellow human beings who need that new understanding of their dignity, a dignity that each one of us shares. So this week, as we move towards Pentecost, let's ask for that outpouring of the Holy Spirit into our lives, into our parishes, into our families, into our nation, into our world. We see how much we need this transformation. We know how we are helpless at times to do it ourselves. So let's ask God to do this work in us, to do it through us, and to do it for us. Now, as part of this, I would like to offer a little litany today. So we'll pray this together, if you would. So I will do the little responses. This is called the Litany of Trust. And the first section, the response is, Deliver me, Jesus. And the second part, it's, Jesus, I trust in you. So I'll let you know when we switch. But for the first part, after each little phrase, if you would say, Deliver, deliver me, Jesus. So here we go. From the belief that I have to earn your love, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that I am unlovable, deliver me, Jesus. From the false security that I have what it takes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that trusting you will leave me more destitute, deliver me, Jesus. From all suspicion of your words and promises, deliver me, Jesus. From the rebellion against childlike dependency on you, from refusals and reluctances in accepting your will. From anxiety about the future. From resentment or excessive preoccupation with the past. From restlessness, self-seeking in the present moment. From disbelief in your love and presence. From the fear of being asked to give more than I have. 
from the belief that my life has no meaning or worth, from the fear of what love demands, from discouragement. Now we're going to switch to Jesus, I trust in you. That you are continually holding me, sustaining me, and loving me. Jesus, I trust in you. That your love goes deeper than my sins and failings and transforms me. Jesus, I trust in you. That not knowing what tomorrow brings is an invitation to lean on you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are with me in my suffering. Jesus, I trust in you. That my suffering united to your own will bear fruit in this life and the next. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will not leave me an orphan, that you are present in your church. That your plan is better than anything else. That you always hear me in your goodness, always respond to me. That you give me the grace to accept forgiveness and to forgive others. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me all the strength I need for what is asked. Jesus, I trust in you. That my life is a gift. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will teach me to trust you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are my Lord and my God. Jesus, I trust in you. That I am your beloved one. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen.